0: Three, two, one, and we are live. Julie and I were just having a very interesting conversation prior to the start of today's podcast. By the way, today's show is going to be your fourteen. Um, what did you call this? Fourteen one, Julie?
1: part action plan to thrive in your new world.
0: Oh my gosh, what a ponderous title, woman!
1: Hey, you know what? That's what <laughs> they're asking for. We did all the prequel. We did all the education. Now it's time to get to work.
0: So I was just having a really fun coaching call with um, a relatively new coaching client to my schedule. He is an elite coaching client, which if you guys are interested in um, being coached by Julie or, my, or myself, you can. We, I probably have two spots open and Julie probably has maybe two or three. We don't have a lot of personal clients because frankly, we don't want them. But um, this guy in particular, I wanted as a personal coaching client because get this listeners, he graduated hey. undergraduate from Yale And then he went to Harvard. Why not? Right? And this, I'm not doing this in the correct order of things. Um, And he has a Harvard MBA. Oh, not good enough? Well, then he joined the Marines (laughs) and he became a fire pilot. And this was all back in the 80s. So, Back when, you know, Tom Cruise was cruising around Top Gun, you know, he was doing the same things. So and this dude flew single-seater F-16s. And so when I saw his resume and I started talking to him and realized what a nice guy he is, and then his his professional background since that time, um, you know, there's a lot of things that interest me, so I decided to, you know, offer him, uh, offer to be his personal coach, which he accepted. But it's interesting, I was talking to him, and I was just sharing this with Julie, we were talking about essentially people's reactions to the coronavirus. And we were talking about how, like, I was asking from his perspective. I mean, he's the only F 16 pilot I know, right? So I was asking him, what was it or how is it that in the military you're trained to go from, like, you know, a normal Joe or Josephine, and all of a sudden you're put in an F 16 and then you're put in potential combat and all the rest of it. And he told me this. He said, in the military, and I took notes when he was talking, which was kind of fun. Um, In the military, he said, you're constantly being reduced to stem power, core basic reactions. So stem power would be your brain stem. And the brain stem, for those of you guys um, who've ever studied this, is basically your lizard brain. It's where all your core, I forget what the actual medical term for it is, but let's just stick with ignoramus real estate versions of the medical terms for now. And we'll call it you know—your your stem power is what he called it. So being reduced to stem power, your core basic reactions and i asked him to elaborate that on that and he said basically what happens is is under stress uh, everyone goes to their stem power everyone goes to that survival mode and so it does and it's physical and psychological stress so psychological stress is like ego stress oh my gosh i'm going to pick up the phone um, what am I going to say? What's going to happen? Your brain starts firing off all these potential risks to your mental and emotional you know, health. And then all of, sudden, all of a sudden, you go to stem power or you go to your lizard brain. And then you basically start uh, creating reasons to avoid the call because your perceived pain that will come as a result of picking up the phone. Okay, You guys understand what I just said? Most of you do. Well, that's psychological fear. So Legrand's experienced psychological fear, obviously, but what they have to treat, what have to teach you how to do in the military is they have to teach you how to face real fear, which is physical fear. If you're flying an F-16 and you're in combat, you're going to be in real fear of your life, of you know all kinds of things happening, mechanical failures. You know, obviously, you have to be able to make high level thoughts in decisions while under an enormous physical stress and g-loads and just can you imagine I mean I can only imagine I can't I, I can lie to myself and say I could have done it but there's no way I could have done it I know I couldn't have done it and that's incredible to me so when I ran across to you know people like him and some of the special forces guys we've had on the podcast and that Julie and I've been blessed to know and I get to know some of these guys I ask questions you know that's and the nature of a coach, ask questions and drill down. I always find little things that they've taken for granted as far as how they've rewired their brains. And it always comes down to the fact that they over And even so, like when I was asking him about, you know, drill down more on what he was talking about when he was referring to the STEM brain, he was basically saying, like I said, in combat, let me see, I took notes. Basically, so when in combat, uh, you go to your core. You go to you go to your lizard brain no matter what. So no matter how calm, cool, and collected you think you are, no matter how much of a James Bond or a Josephine Bond that you think you are, under stress, you're going to go to your lizard brain, your your you know your that your stem brain, as he said, and you need to make sure that stem brain is trained up to react in the way in which you want it to be trained or what, in the way you want it to react. And that's where most people fail. So he and I had this interesting conversation about how most people in their lives w- will never actually get to the point where, as Abraham Maslow called it, you're at a point of a conscious um, competence. And conscious competence is essentially after you've worked through the other phases of learning or phases of mastery. And do you remember all those are, Julie?
1: Yeah. Well, and where you're headed is ultimately unconscious competence is the stem brain. Right. Where something happens to you you revert to your training. You don't think about reverting. You don't go look it up. You don't Google it. You just do it. And as you were talking, I was thinking about, there's so many things, sports training is like that. I can relate from my music training. You know, they the, before concerts, you would get nervous, you'd freak out, and your teacher would say, so, did you practice for it? And if you did, and you put in your time, and you did the rehearsal, just like his training, although definitely less scary, um, you know, then something happens. And, you know, one of the trainings they used to do is you'd be practicing and they'd come up to your stand and throw your music into the audience. Well, what are you going to do if a wind blows your stuff off? The, uh, you and I were talking about a great book, The Astronaut's Guide uh, to Life on Earth. He talks about being prepared and his colleagues would say, why are you taking so much extra training? That's never going to happen to you. And he would always say, you know what? If it does, I'm going to be ready.
0: That's what we're trying to um, help you to observe within yourself especially as we're going through this, it really is a seismic shift. It is an existential threat to the way you're going to see yourself on this planet. It just is. This is not something, this coronavirus, um, it's going to get, psychologically, guys, and maybe for some of you, and this is is the difference. So like September 11th, it was mostly existential. Like you you were not in New York. You probably did not know anybody. You probably just watched it on CNN and experienced it through that, right? that was removed you could go back to your normal life maybe you put a flag on the back of your car you know maybe you started doing we were more consciously aware of the amazing things that the people that are in the military do for us and all that maybe that was a good change for you but it wasn't that personal it was personal but not that personal maybe it changed the way you voted or it doesn't matter but this is going to be personal because all of you are experiencing direct directly your kids are not in school. I mean, Julie and I live in Puerto Rico, and they closed the beaches. I, you know, the police are. Uh, we,
1: we got down to that. We were like, okay, we can deal with not having the restaurants because we got groceries. Yeah, we got gas in the car. We can educate the kid at home. But now we don't have beaches. What are we going to do with ourselves? <laughs> well, like they took the gym away, so now we have to actually run outside on a real trail.
0: That's right. Oh my gosh, it's horrible. Seventy-five degrees and sunny here. Whoa, us. Yeah. Well, the beaches aren't closed all day. They're only closed. oh, they have a curfew in place here. So, so. All of you are back in our original home state of Ohio. They're going through lockdown, draconian things. You're seeing all these measures because right now there is no there's no absolutely no motivation or incentive. I wasn't the impetus, but that's not the right word for um, politicians to do anything other than, um, you know, basically lock things down even further because no one's going to criticize. Like someone might say, after all, this is basically, you know, old news. Someone might say, you know, so-and-so, the governor of this or the mayor of that, he or she overstepped and maybe locked things down too much. but why? Because I didn't want my constituents and my people live in my community that I'm responsible for to suffer needlessly. So yeah, maybe we went a little bit too far, but aren't you glad that we did? Versus had I not gone too far, then basically this is what we could have experienced. So you guys get the point? This is the reason that we're on this lockdown thing, and it's going to get more severe and more severe. As a matter of fact, Julie, you have a, was a coaching client, Pentagon, tell the story without, if it's it's something you can't tell, don't tell?
1: So the discussion is that it may be a countrywide more, uh, like we're all totally locked down in the same way possibility, certainly around the D.C. area, that that's, pretty much being discussed and uh coming up now i'm not sure how different that's going to be than. so like, you're not going to tell the no, story not, All right? so jill i'm not something gonna, is burbling up i'm not gonna i don't s- have the details to, to discuss it and it's pretty common
0: yeah julie has a uh, coaching client i'll just give you the overview who basically who lives
1: in the dc area and has connection to a lot of you know top secret types
0: well, let's call it a strange shape building <laughs>
1: <laughs> in odd shape that maybe your kindergartener might be learning that kind of yes. five sided building.
0: Yes, kind of. and, and they're in the and they're in the early they're in the planning stages to do something that's never been done before. And so you're going to, and like yesterday, they came out and said that long haul domestic air travel is now like American Airlines and all the other airlines. And so like I was thinking about that, it, you know, they're going to stop long haul domestic air travel. And I was asking myself, yeah. what the hell does long haul domestic air travel mean? Who's defining what that means? So what they're telling you is they're going to shut the airports down. What they're telling you is they're going to so say, guys, it's going to get worse. And, and it's not that you're going to, you might get the coronavirus, okay, and you're going to get over it. The, the, the. But the sickness that's going to come from this, the people, the older, elderly people, it's all of our responsibility to protect them, right? And again, we're not, this is not a health podcast, so you guys do your own homework on that. You can get this information anywhere, so we're not going to focus on that. The real thing that we're going to feel for the rest of our lives isn't you know, the memory of having a, the flu. The real thing is going to be the memory of how quick things can come unraveled and how fast the dominoes fall like September 11th, but not quite like September 11th, like after the housing crash, but not quite like the housing crash. This thing, this is all new. And so a lot of you guys have never taken the time in your entire professional careers, not just real estate, to really become excellent at anything. You've become good. you become good generalists. And most of the agents in real estate, that's what you guys are. You're just generalists. You're generally good at everything, but you're not really good at, you're not really great at anything. Like the coaching client who flew F-16s, who I'm going to have on the podcast, by the way, he already agreed. So he had to become really good at flying F-16s or he wasn't going to fly an F-16.
1: You can't really dabble at that, I don't think. Right.
0: But who, like Julie became a really good professional musician, right? So how many of you have actually taken the time to become really good at anything? Really good to the point where you just become an absolute master of it. Um, It's not something that people really do anymore because people are not encouraged to become real masters at anything. And if that's your mindset, you're going to suffer in a market like this because mastery of knowing how to be of service to other people with regards to helping them solve their real estate uh, questions and problems, that's where. That's where you have to focus. You're going to, again, I don't want to get on my soapbox, but I'm going to have to ever so slightly because I always have to remind myself that new people are listening, is if you've only been in the real estate business since, say, 2009, you haven't been through all the crashes and corrections and all the other calamities that seems to be happening all too often anymore. If you've never experienced that before, you really do not know what it's like to be to sell real estate in a normal market. And what we're entering into now is an abnormal market. This is not going to react like anything we've ever experienced before. But you have to assume that for the most part, the initial reaction for the next, hopefully less than a year, but probably more like six to seven months is going to be bad. People are not going to know how to react because their stem brains, their lizard brains are not wired with enough core basic information on how to react. And neither are yours. That's the reason that so many people, especially real estate people on Facebook, we have 5,000 friends. Our, our, we have like one of the original Facebook pages, right? And so we've got this Facebook page that goes back to the Stone Age. And so all of the our friends on Facebook are pretty much real estate agents. So we, every time I go on there to put up some post or something, you know, whatever, I see all this – just ridiculous conversations going on amongst real estate agents. They don't know how to react. And what they're doing is they're slowly rolling up the river of of denial. They're trying to not believe that this is happening. Why are they acting that way? Because they've never taken the time to become competent at anything. And so they're living in fear. And so opposed to saying, I suck at, for example, knowing how to deal with sellers in a market like this, or I don't know how to deal with, Chain, you know, telling a seller that their house is overpriced and they're going to lose money. I don't know how to help a you know help a buyer to understand that they need to buy a house even though a year from now it might be worth less. I don't know how to actually get buyers approved in a market like this. I you get it. I don't know how to have proactive lead generation conversation. I don't know how to do it. All these are things that we're going to talk about that you guys need to be implementing immediately. This is it, you look. If you're just coming in contact with us for the first time, I want you to. Uh, take the next natural step before Julie gets to point number one and text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S to 31996. Text the word Harris to 31996. And when you do, we're going to give you our book, Real Estate Treasure Map. But within the Real Estate Treasure Map is the 90-day action plan, which all of you need to be implementing right away, which Julie, that would be actually a fantastic idea for us to do that system wide. Mm And the 90-day action plan is just that. It's designed to get you out of your emotions, get you out of your head, get you into a position of being of service to other people, and get you making money. Because the worst thing you can do right now is go to Walmart and buy toilet paper and wall up and wallow and wait for the storm clouds to pass, because what's going to happen is you're forgetting the cycles of real estate. What you do today pays you in 60 to 90 days. And if you're doing nothing now other than hoping and praying that someone's going to walk, you know, ride in on a white horse and save your ass, you're going to be broke in 60 to 90 days days. I'm telling you the truth. Please take action on it. The next natural smart thing for you to do is text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S to 31996.
1: Yes. So before we get started and on this note of what to do in your new reality, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Suzanne McGuire, who is a realtor and a broker who is in uh, Bonita Springs, Florida. I just hung up with her right before this call and there was not one iota of negativity or fear or anything. She was so excited about the fact that people are going to be home, that there's such opportunity. She gave me the list of stuff she's going to get done. She's going to finally update her database. She's going to talk to her database. She's going to be totally caught up on all of her leads. It was like unbridled enthusiasm. So I wanted to give her a shout out because I really appreciate that. And uh, I think you guys all will too. She's also, by the way, having her best month ever. So keep that in mind. Those of you who think real estate's going to come to some kind of crazy grinding halt. So the first point I actually thought of this morning, Tim, as I was waking up and thinking about this whole corona situation. And I, I always like to, to start out our action plans with a mindset point. So here's where you start. Start with gratitude that your business can't be shuttered. The MLS isn't closed. Your listings aren't closed. Your pendings will close. Be grateful that you don't work at a restaurant, a bar, or an office. Be grateful your income is dependent on you not your boss's ability to make payroll. That's a huge dose of gratitude. And I was really feeling that this morning that, hey, you know what? Deals are going on. I'm about to do a premier coaching call where I'm gonna hear about all the different deals happening. Yes, there has been a few things that have backed out, but it is by no means an avalanche of, of closings falling apart. So first thing is start with mindset. Be really grateful that real estate can't just be closed. Point number two, and this goes back to Suzanne's point, Communicate all day long. For once in your real estate career, everyone's home all the time. Hallelujah, coaches, we don't get to hear that objection. Oh, they couldn't get them, all I had was voicemail, okay? Everybody's home. Start with your leads, do set appointments, meet buyers at the house they're interested in versus putting them in your car. Go video the house for them if they don't wanna be out. Make your offers contingent on final viewing. That's okay, be flexible. Do your listing appointments and your CMA presentations using Skype or Zoom. Modify how you're having appointments versus not having them at all. Don't make the mistake by assuming that nobody's gonna do anything in real estate because we're all going through this big market shift. That would be a huge mistake. To Tim's point, what you do right now is gonna pay you 60, 90, and 120 days from now. So doing nothing guarantees you're gonna be broke then. And that's just absolutely not acceptable to us. Back to you, Tim.
0: Actually, Julie, I was just reading, I got a news brief while you were talking, so get ready for your next point, Yep. that the, something came out of Washington D.C. dun-dun-dun, breaking dun, dun. news, oh, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, <laughs> that <funny. laughs> said basically the uh, Fed is going to put money in the hands of Americans immediately, so in, in, forms, <laughs> of, in right. forms of direct cash payments, but this is the insanity of it, I right? I know,
1: but you know what? You got to roll with the good part. So
0: here's what's going to happen, guys, and we predicted this last week. Um, that the government is literally going to, and I don't think it's going to be in the, I think literally a mail check. You are going to get a check from, I don't know who, really, technically you're giving yourself borrowed money from, well, we don't need to get into the contrarian nature of basically, you know, stimulus. But at the end of the day, it's probably going to be $1,000, I'm guessing, that's going to show up in your mailbox from, you know, <laughs> the government. Sometime in the very near future, it's probably not going to come from some. And they're also talking about doing a payroll tax holiday for help to have an, you know basically make it so employers don't have to uh, pay the seven and a half percent of payroll tax, and then employees don't have to pay their seven and a half. So there's fifteen percent less income that's going into the federal government out of your paycheck. All this stuff is taking place now. So there's your breaking news. So expect a check. You know what I would do with that money if I were them? Invest it. I would know I'd buy our coaching program.
1: Obviously, that's true. That's what I do. But you know what? When you were saying that, I was thinking about a call from our premier coaching calls uh, yesterday, because that's a live um, coaching scenario, where somebody was having trouble getting a first-time buyer that had good credit, good ratios, and 5% down conventional. They were having trouble buying a house because they needed $2,500 in closing costs. Well, guess what? Some of that problem just went away if they get $1,000 handed to them. And a bunch of other ways that you can certainly use that. But, you know, that's something to talk about when you call your database. Point number three, call 100% of your database. Start with the F-O-R-D or Ford Conversation Starter, asking about family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. You can talk about interest rates. You can talk about homes still selling quickly and for top dollar, offer a new CMA. Get into that conversation. Remember, everybody's home.
0: Well, but along those lines too, Julie, they're going to have to have conversations where they're not going to be being all dramatic and melodramatic. Yeah. So make sure when you guys Keep are the calling question. these guys, you can use some of the notes that Julie and I presented to you over the past couple weeks um, about essentially what to expect next. That's what they're going to want to know. They're going to probably be all screwy in their heads with regards to their thinking. Remember, the fact is, is that most of us, unless we're consciously aware that we have not yet done the work to... Um, essentially, uh, build up our core brain, or, or what as he called our, a stem power. If you don't have stem power from never have ever having done the work or been through actual external stress, not in a meaningful way, like what a lot of people are experiencing now, they're not going to know what to do. That's the reason they're going to need direction from someone like you. So don't just call them to commiserate and talk about you know, their favorite brand of toilet paper. Make sure you call them up and you're there to be of service to them and you're going to help to give them useful information and use, if you don't have the uh, time to go after your own useful information, just grab our notes from our previous podcasts at timandjulieharris.com and just use the bullets that we put up there. We always leave uh, most, not all of our, our notes for you guys to reuse for your own purposes. Next point, Julie?
1: Yes, you got it. So next point is number four, continue your quote pop by coronavirus survival kit. Uh, Deliveries, but add a five or ten dollar gift card to your basket for a local grocery or pharmacy. There's lots of great examples on our Facebook page for our premier coaching members. They're really doing it up with us from, you know, the little vitamin C packs and, of course, your hand sanitizer and all of these things with the message being something. There's lots of versions of this, but, you know, um, that things can be scary. Germs can be scary, but real estate doesn't have to be that kind of thing. You know
0: what, Julie? That was yeah. a stupid alarm going off on your it's phone. It's for my PC it, so oh, that I don't keep oh.
1: talking and I actually show up. It whenever. wasn't another news alert or something? No, 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 no. Okay, yeah. You, you got to turn those
0: news alerts off. That, yeah. Yeah.
1: They're just fast and furious. I know. It's too much. Uh, yes. Wait, with Puerto Rico you, reminding us to be in bed by 9 p.m. I'll tell you, you guys
0: something funny. Julie and I stopped wearing our iWatches because we got so sick of the constant like yellow triangle showing up with the breaking news. It just, you know, I don't need that stress in my life. So we completely had and totally, yeah, had enough of that. So our iWatches our are taking a little siesta.
1: <laughs> yes, they're snoozing. Okay, one more point, then I've got to get over to Premier Coaching. Uh, so if you don't know what a coronavirus survival kit is, and you're a Premier Coaching member, just go to the Facebook page, and you can see some great examples. Uh, let's see, t- point number five, take your business virtual, home tours, buyer and seller presentations, CMAs, you need to know how to do all of this anyway. This is the best excuse to clean up your virtual business. You need to be able to do that. Even your pre-listing package, people are doing digital versions of that. Remember, the answer is to not stop doing business. It's to change how you're doing business. And I'll toss it back to you. Jill. So
0: change how you're doing business. I popped over to Bloomberg and it says right here in the top, home office retailers say PC monitors and webcams are selling out. So Julie, before you make the noise through the door, so listen, listeners, listen, podcast listeners, I want to thank you sincerely for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents in the nation. We are now setting new, higher, bigger goals for ourselves. And I'm going to share those with you so that you guys can maybe feel inspired yourselves. We want to make this the number one daily listen to podcasts in the world for anybody in the real estate industry how about that for lofty goals um, and thank you for continuing to make our book uh, such a great seller on Amazon and also over on at Barnes & Noble Harris Rules if you've not gotten the book and yes the audio version is coming out but we're not in control of that Because our publisher, I imagine, is not going to release the audiobook version until closer to the end of the year. So don't use that as your excuse not to get the book. The book's only like $11 or something like that on Amazon. So get the book, Harris Rules. But in the meantime, your next natural step is you've got to realize your skill set that you had during the market run-up is not the skill set you're going to need during what we're going through now. We're going to have a very fast and harsh and scary recession. If you're if you're listening to what we're saying now and you're not taking action on what we're suggesting you take action on, you're making an enormous mistake. That's going to, you're going to feel the pain of that in the next 60 to 90 days, certainly the second half of the year. I strongly encourage all of you, maybe for the first time your careers to make it so you are the best version of yourself at something. Um, And don't take it the wrong way that I said most of you have never experienced that before. It's just a reality because we live in such a blessed time. You don't really have to be that good at anything and still have a nice life. Well, you do now. If you want to survive and thrive in the real estate industry, you're going to have to become the best, and here it is, listing agent as you possibly can, because that's where the consistent cash flow is going to come from. So I strongly suggest, while you still have time to learn and then apply before essentially things really shift, that you text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. And at the very least, guys, join our Premier Coaching Program. We will teach you how to not just survive but thrive in the market that's about to hit us. In the meantime, you have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. Remember, if you guys want to have direct conversations with me about EXP Realty, please text me directly at 512-758-0206. Thanks, and have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching.